I'm Kat. I'm Annie. And this is Dear Diary. We're back. Uh, a few weeks later, but maybe we should make this a bi-weekly thing. I know. Our... I feel like that's where we're at. Well, it's, has it been, what, a week and a half-ish since we uploaded? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should make it a, make it a bi-weekly thing because it's Bisexuals! <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we were on the same wavelength. Wait, I can't hear you. Wait, you can't? No, I can't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I literally had the same thought. Like, haha, because we're by. Uh, what is this? Episode seven. Hey, look at that. That's not too shabby. No, it's not. So I'm looking at you with your journal open in front of you right now, and it's got gold leaf pages. Very fancy. Oh yeah, it does. Wow, you're observant. I wasn't even. <laughs> it's shiny. It's shiny. Yeah, this um, is. Tell uh... us about. Let's see. Oh, I started. Okay. This journal is over three years span. I started it August 13th, 2007, age 14. That's mm. what it says. Mm. So the entry that I'm, well, it's kind of a combination of two entries, um, things that I think went well together that I've picked out, but they're both in 2010 around April. So... Uh, I'm thinking, so I, yeah, I'm a senior in high school at this point, so I'm like 18, I guess. Yeah, I'm 18. And I was telling Annie before this started that I feel really weird about reading these. I don't know why, like there's, it's not that much different than anything I've read already, but I've been, what, let, let's, let's play a game for a second. What's. If okay. you had to use one word right now to sum up how you're feeling, what would your word be? Just the first relieved. word. Relieved. Yeah. Okay. I didn't lose any kids. <laughs> That's important. That's a. I'm very proud of myself. Annie uh, went on a trip this weekend with a ton of children and survived to tell the tale. Yes. Yeah. a feat. Sure did. Wow. Okay. So your word is relieved. Um, what is your word? Rejected. Oh. Oh. And I, it's not be, I don't know, like, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't know why that's the word, but that's the word mm. today for me. Interesting. Um, it just comes to mind. Yeah. I, I've been trying to do some writing and, when I was trying to do that this weekend, it wasn't going very well, and I started to try to write about one of my exes, and a lot mm. just came to the surface and reminded me of how shitty I felt, and there's just been some other things going on, and I I don't know. I've just got a lot of different emotions swirling around, but that seems to be at the root of a lot of them. 
So that's, that's kind of, and I feel like these entries sort of reflect that. So when I was looking through, I was like, ew, this is what resonates. So I guess that means I have to read it, even though I don't want to. So I'm going to start. Resonate, another R word. Yeah, one that we both really like. Yeah. We use that a lot, but yeah, it's, it's a good word. It's a good it word. is a good word. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start this entry. Here we go. I keep trying to get through each day as best I can. I try to stay busy, but it doesn't remove the ache. I feel very lonely. Susan is an emotional mess and we fight a lot. Some of my other friends I have, but they're all busy or there's so much fighting at church that I don't really get to see them. I always feel detached somehow. The void is never fully removed. I'm more introverted these days. My doctor told me I lost 10 pounds since last year due to stress. I weigh only 100 pounds. I feel run down and weak and worn. I can't seem to put any weight on. I got a job at the grocery store with Karen. I like it pretty well, but my feet sure do get sore from being a cashier. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, they did. I did not have the right shoes for that. <clears throat> I also have my driver's license now, which is nice. I feel so stressed when it comes to school. My, drates, ugh, my grades from junior year were awful. My SAT scores were mediocre and I have to retake them, even after all the studying I did. Dad did a great job making me feel like a loser about that. He's trying to sign me up for a summer course and at the community college and I really wish that he wouldn't and just let me start in the fall. I really wanted this summer to focus on my job and regaining my health, health and look at some colleges and just sit back and take a breath. Instead, my summer is already going downhill. There's so much fighting at church and I've lost so many friends. I feel sick all the time and now I'm trying to juggle classes and homework with actual work. I feel so pressured. I can't handle it. That is basically in all caps. It's dramatically underlined. Um, let's see. Yeah. It's all caps. I feel drifted from God. I keep trying to get back to him, but it's not really happening. Um, my mom is making me ride again, and I want to say no, but I didn't feel like dealing with the drama of her getting angry. I hate it, and I do it just to make her happy. It's like a job I don't get paid for, and it's making me hate horses, but I don't want to do that. I'm just sad. I need to get exercise somehow though, I guess. Everyone's lives are so broken and twisted, including mine. I'm sinking and feel shattered. And then I went, I wrote, I need to get out of here. And then I flip over to this other little section. Yeah, this other little section. I don't understand why you didn't <laughs> read this. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's fun. a dark place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this second half, like, it's um, it's very short. It's like a little paragraph. But basically, a lot of my friends started to date around or were kind of getting boyfriends. And, like, up to this point, we had been very sheltered. And, I mean, they all still were. But, you know, they were kind of either sneaking around with boys or moving away and dating people. And, like, I'm kind of still just here on my own. So I'm How, sort of... Do you remember that taking up, like, a lot of your mind space? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'd already liked that one guy for forever. And at this point, he was... I think he was still sort of around. I think he was at law school at this point, so he was kind of in and out of the picture, though we were still in constant communication until pretty much until I started dating my boyfriend in college. But this last little paragraph, I said, I said, which I'm surprised I admitted this even in my journal because I hated even admitting this to myself. Um, and of course, remember, this is when I still think I'm straight or am trying to be straight and not bisexual so but yes anyway so I say I'm struggling with wanting a boyfriend I wish guys would fall for me like they do my other friends um it would just be nice to know a guy desired me and wanted to spend time with me what's wrong with me am I too skinny too plain probably too annoying um then I wrote Obviously, I want the guy I liked to be in a relationship with me, but it's stupid to wish for it, and I'm trying not to. I've gotten pretty good at not thinking about it all the time. And then I say, I just feel very worthless and unwanted. My friend said that something's changed about me and that I've gotten quieter. I hope so, because I want to shoot myself whenever I open my mouth. Life sucks. Actually, at that time you wrote that, were you suicidal or were you being hyperbolic? Um, I was suicidal. Um, I, I was always, which that's kind of always been the case. Like I've been suicidal multiple times in my life and like the closest I've probably gotten to it was like thinking about it when driving type of a thing or throwing myself in front of a subway <laughs> that would be the most recent one but it's never been something like where I would actively physically harm myself like because I'm too af afraid of pain and stuff so yeah that's um but yeah I've definitely was suicidal at that point I think I, I don't think I got out of that until I went to college and got out of here oh so you're talking years um I would say my I would say my uh, junior and senior year that it was an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So, and I mean, a lot of what I was dealing with, I guess, was probably the usual stress of high school in certain ways, like SATs and tests and getting into college. Like, everyone's freaking out about that. And, like, you know, that's kind of normal. But then there was all the, the complete falling apart that was going on in my church and all the drama there and losing friends and um those friendships are, are yeah friendships at like the age of like 13 14 15 are so intense oh yeah like it feels like the world like, is gonna so end intense. yeah and even now like I I definitely handle it so much better but like there's been one or two people that I've lost in like the last two years like friendship wise that it just takes me back to that time and how awful it felt <laughs> And so it's like, it's more of a trigger for me than like actually being the worst thing in the world, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's the, it's the, it makes sense why you said like the word rejected, because honestly, that's the feeling, right? In yeah. everything you read, it's like undesired. Am I too much to that? Like it, it never occurs to you that like, you're not the problem. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I still think that I find myself to be too much of everything now 
Um, I mean, I certainly felt that way in my last relationship. I felt like I was, you know, too much, too much there for her, too much emotionally available, like way too open and all this stuff. And I mean, I probably wasn't as much as I think. What do you mean by too much? Like. Aren't those all good things to be? Yeah, but when the other person is like really mysterious and detached and won't open up, you feel like a fucking fool. Yeah, yeah, it was imbalanced. And, uh. I don't, but I also know, like, from talking to other people that have liked me or been with me or whatever, like, my first ex, he'll always say, like, you thought that you showed so much all the time, and you really didn't, unless you were, like, having a panic attack. Like, you would be like, well, I was feeling this, and it was so obvious, and I would be like, what are you talking about? Like, I had no clue. So, my perception is Well, and part of that is because it's clear that there's this, and I remember this from as a defining feature of middle school and high school is you're constantly aware of what everyone might be thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a way that's really exhausting and hard. When did you feel like you started to sort of not be in that constant mindset all the time? What did it take for you? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I think it took it took a lot of time by myself. I would say, like the time I spent in Mississippi, mm-hmm. the drives, the, yes. the the kind of the solitude of of moving somewhere where you don't have a community. Yeah, really like gave me I don't know it, I learned a ton and then I feel like it's since grown into confidence it was th- seeds of confidence I think when I lived in Mississippi um at least when it came to because like there I said the stuff about like wanting to shoot myself every time I opened my mouth like I was so right. God, I hated everything about who I was and every aspect. And, like, now, I mean, I still really struggle with um, my body and my body language and things like that. But um, my personality, I I think being, like you said, I think being in Mississippi, because that first year I felt completely isolated because it was... A whole new community. It was my first totally secular environment. You know, no Christian school. Yeah, that was the huge change for me. And like, I, I a lot of people at school. Like, I mean, they all figured out I was homeschooled and stuff, and were kind of like, really? Like, they didn't believe it. Most of them, they were shocked. But um, I don't think they truly had an inkling of how big of a hard like change it was. And even I didn't think. Like, I thought I was prepared, and I wasn't. But also things right. that there were very clicky the first year. And I've, especially after trying, like my mindset now, because I spent so much of my childhood trying to fit into the click, that now if I even catch a whiff of that, I'm like, fuck y'all, I'll stay by myself. Like if I even sense that's there, I won't go. And so it was funny because they kind of, they were clicky. Like they absolutely were. And, but at the same time, they also didn't really reach out to me because they sensed that I didn't want to be involved because of the perception I had of them. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, she's just not interested. So there was misunderstanding on both sides. Cause I've been told I 
project that I'm not interested a lot, um, is which I'm sure you know is a defense mechanism. But yeah, like, so do you feel like that's true? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I do that all day, every day, um, about everything. <laughs> no, yeah, but um, but I did. I spent so much time that first year, like, you know feeling suffocated at school and having panic attacks every day because I knew people were making fun of my conducting and of me and I would go home and like just be so relieved to be at home and by myself and I didn't even have my cat at that point so it was literally just me and so I was I I mean I had a long distance friendships and stuff but I did I did a lot of driving I you know watched a lot of the office like just different things all of the office new girl like things like that and just kept myself busy and during that time I started to be comfortable in who I was as a person in my personality at least I mean there's a lot there that still I'm not but I think Mississippi forced me to become okay with that part of myself which was I mean, good. that's pretty huge yeah yeah I mean, I still sometimes wonder why the fuck I just said what I said, but everyone wonders that sometimes. Right. <laughs> but, right. you know, it's... That often is a wonder. Yeah, but it's not, like, every single day, like, every word I speak. And I think that was just because everyone thought the worst of me. You know, everyone, all the moms thought I was, like, such a sinful child and all my friends... Well, you know, we're all being told to be better all the time and more Christian and more this and more pure and more modest. And like, it just ate me alive. That's a hard environment. That's a hard environment to cultivate a sense of confidence in. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I definitely still feel like at 20, what I'm going to be 27 and a little over a month. And I still feel like so crippled by that I should know this what day is your birthday (laughs) it's the 22nd of December Capricorn season it's like the first full day of Capricorn season so Mm. woot I'm like right after the winter solstice because I'm cool like that you missed it I threw up some pieces that has to be a good sign right (laughs) I like to think so but yeah I don't know like Ugh, I would cry. I would like drive around. I didn't cry that much. And, and like, I cried a ton as a kid. I like, I, but I cried more out of frustration. Like in riding lessons, if I couldn't get something right, I would just like angry cry about it. Or, you know, yeah. I would, and I realize now looking back, like I would take piano lessons and different things like that. And if I made mistakes, like I remember my mom, like she still says how much it threw her that like, I think it was my first ever piano lesson with, you had the same piano teacher as me in El Paso. Yeah, Miss Richards. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, well, Miss Venn. Or was her last name Rich? I don't know, but I called her Miss Ben, unless you mm. had someone else as well. No, I called her Miss. R- well, I don't know. I'll ask my mom; she'll remember. Anyway, um, we had the same piano teacher for a little bit, at least. And uh, my first lesson, I went in with her and tried to play Hot Cross Buns or whatever the heck it was she was trying to get me to. Yes. Do. The yes. First song, Hot Cross Buns. Hot Cross Buns. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I went to play it, and I missed. Like I'm five right and I made Mm -hmm. one mistake and I like 
burst. I like was like, let me start over. Let me start over. And like, I started to play it again and I made the same mistake and I like burst into hysterical tears. And my mom was like, what the fuck? Because I was such an easygoing child. She was like, you were such an easy baby. You didn't throw tantrums very, like you were just a chill child. So then all of a sudden I'm having this meltdown and my mom's like looking and my teacher was like, oh, it's okay. She's just, she's a perfectionist. She has an artistic temperament. It's fine. But now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, was that actually like anxiety? Oh, that was, you that know, was totally anxiety. Like I was thinking about that the other day. Cause I was like, oh yeah, my panic attacks didn't start until high school. And now I'm realizing, cause I would think about riding lessons where I'd be riding and like something wasn't going right. And I would start like hyperventilating about it. And now I'm like realizing, <sighs> oh, like I've, nope, this was since, you know, I was little, little. So anyway, all that to say that, um, like, there was a point to all of this, and now I've now I've lost my train of thought because I went back. <laughs> I'm so scattered. Sorry, y'all, but no, it was just like no. But that's you're talking about um, the all the thing like the times where it was hard for you to. Yeah, I just never, I never felt like I could, I could breathe, and I was so so hard on myself, and it's and I and I always kind of felt, I felt a lot of pressure to live up to things being and being an only child. And, um, I mean, my, my mom, you know, was always, she wasn't, she wasn't one of those like parents that's like, my child has to be the best. And like, she wasn't like a trophy mom. She was really great about that. Cause she saw a lot of people do that with their kids and she hated it. But, um, I felt a lot of pressure from my dad, even though it wasn't always spoken. And, uh, yeah. like you even see that, like I said, like that my dad made me cause like my dad would make all these jokes and things. And I don't, I, I don't know if in his head he really was just kidding around like I, or if it was like his way of kind of chastising me without being mean, but mm. like, or there'd be like times the truth behind the just kidding. Right. Or, or he would just, and there would be times when he would, he would just get pissed off at me for something and it could be very small. I mean, it could be the smallest thing ever. And he would be like you know, are you, are you stupid? Like what's wrong? Like things like at oh, any time. Like yeah. Like any, and he would get mad really quick. And like three seconds later, he's forgotten about it and it's fine. Like he has a quick temper. So My, in the practice, you, know. you, in the practice, you journal, mm -hmm. there's this one that I think about a lot that says, uh, that the way, the way you talk to other people is the way you talk to yourself. Hmm. Interesting, because I don't. Which I think is super interesting when you think about like times when someone's been mad at you or someone has like, hmm, kind of seemed passive aggressive. It's like, oh, that might be what's going on in their head. It, I I do agree with that in a certain instance, but at the same time, like I know I'm a lot nicer to other people than I am to myself. Like I'm not as gentle towards myself. I'm trying to teach myself how to do that. It's really it's hard. It's very hard. Because it requires a space of non-judgment and forgiveness. And something, this is something my voice, uh, my voice teacher in grad school taught me that I really liked. And I try to think about that when I'm trying to train myself to do this. It, um, we would be, cause like, you know, in voice lessons, you're constantly evaluating yourself and like how you did and like, how can you fix this one small thing and you know, whatever. So anyway, um, and I, I would like very, it was funny. My first voice teacher in college told me, 
she um I think I I only cried like maybe one time in a lesson because she used to tell me she's like you do everything right you do everything I ask you to but I don't know what's going on inside your head like you don't show me anything you don't emote the music you you know blah 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 and so one day I was trying and I just had the worst day and I was just and all of a sudden I started bawling and she was like oh finally like finally I'm getting to see you this is great so, um, but wow, I, that's a good teacher. yeah, like, oh, she was fantastic. But then, so, but you know, then I went to, but she taught in a very traditional bel canto, um, wave, which if you're a vocalist listening to this, you, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so then I go to grad school and I'm studying with this doctoral teach, uh, student who was fantastic and very outside of the box on a lot of her teaching. And she told me, okay, you're going to sing this thing back to me and you're not going to judge it you're just going to do what I call scanning you're literally just listening to it and going what would happen if I tried this instead it's not that was wrong it's what if I tried that oh that was kind of cool that let's try this now and add that with it like it was very and so yeah she taught me to evaluate my voice in a non in a less judging way I still struggle with that a lot but in the lessons I was a lot more comfortable and I try to think yeah, about scanning my emotions like that yeah yeah and I'd never heard of mindfulness until that point so that was like what only two years ago <laughs> really but what 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 helps you kind of not come from a place of non-judgment about yourself um it's, I'm, I struggle with that a lot. Um, but I, mean, I know you do. Cause when you go and t- go do things for your job and it doesn't turn out how you want, you're, you're pretty hard on yourself right away. I know. Yeah. And one of the, actually, ironically, the things that helps me, I feel like is my job because I work with so many teenagers mm. and when we get to like, like in stressful situations, you know what I mean? Like they're training hard for something and then mm-hmm. we go and they compete and it's like one race for a lot of work and it's like a big deal. And so the anxieties and the pressure, it all comes out, right? This yeah. And the number one way to have a good race is to like know that, like to have total faith in yourself and your team. Mm-hmm. And so, like, being able to try to help other people have that has really helped me realize that I need to practice that. Because I don't expect them to have it right away, right? Yeah. Like, any change takes months. And so, I feel like it's important for me to try to practice, listen, like, just l- not judging myself. I read somewhere, this was in regards to practicing music, but somebody said that you have to be okay with humbling yourself to practice because no one wants to be patient enough to go through the process. And I am, like, I would say that one of my biggest faults um, is impatience, for sure. Um, I've always struggled with that more than other things. And, you know, I remember even mom getting on to me about it as a kid. But, um... Yeah, I just expect instant results from myself. And I don't as much from other people, but probably more than I should. Like, I was thinking the other day, you know, I have some friends that are just so mean to themselves. Like, it just breaks my heart all the time. I'll hear them, and, like, you can give them one compliment, and they're immediately shitting all over themselves. And it's just, it kills me because I'm like, you're not seeing all the things I see. And then I sit there, and I'm like, 
a day later, I'm doing that to myself. I feel like uh, having that perspective shift, like being like, what would I say to my friend? That often like jolts me out of it. And I... uh... I don't know, like, when I, I, I get this card a lot in the Practice You deck, and there's some entries in the Practice You journal that I haven't, like, I mean, yeah, you can use the journal how you want, Which but, you card? know, there's, like, prompts. I don't remember what it, the specific wording is, but it's basically any card that has to do with how would you talk to your child's self, like, if there's, like, different mm-hmm. ages or whatever, mm-hmm. like, what would you say? And I always avoid those because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to draw a practice few card now? Could you draw one of those in a tarot card? Yeah, absolutely. Let me grab them. Okay. They're right in my new bedroom configuration. And any, anyone together. that's like listening to this, if you have certain practices that help you view yourself from a place of acceptance, I would love to know mm. what they are <laughs> because we need yes. them. <laughs> help because <laughs> oh man I don't know what has been going on it's been these two weeks specifically I've just like ugh. I've what, just been drowning like what work is more important I know than dating yourself <laughs> and I think it's because I'm really really forced to be my by myself now because like at least when I was in grad school even though I was really lonely that first year I was still in school and surrounded by people my age even if like I wasn't particularly close to them and now I'm out here in the fucking middle of you know PA with like very little I mean I have a couple people and I'm very thankful but you know it's just it's a whole nother level of isolation and it's just really killing me right now um you are going to probably find that these cards resonate based on what you were just saying. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love that. Um, so the tarot card I drew and I was just listening to you talk and just mm-hmm. kind of shuffling the deck, mm-hmm. um, was nine of swords. Okay. Which is representative of imagined misery. I'm mm. going to read you the entry. Yeah, because read it. A man wakes from a nightmare, still caught in the shadows of anxiety. His fears, concerns, and regrets point sharply at him like sinister foes. His thoughts have piled up in his sleep, steeped in worry and doubt, creating a very intimate brand of misery. He can feel the darkness closing in. The Nine of Swords challenges you to sift reality out from the imaginary. Irrational thinking, like dreams, can become cyclical. Deal with the facts and ground yourself in the rational. Your peace of mind depends on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the card, does that resonate? I'm trying to see it. Can you describe it to us a little bit? Yeah, I'll send a picture too. It's um, this man or boy um, sitting huddled and like wrapped in a cloak of some sort. And there are like fiery shadows of swords mm-hmm. like aiming at him and he's very clearly like terrified yeah I think that's the other like I've I've had these kind of fears of the future lately like because and I'm not I'm not going to get into the why but like just different some different things that have you know been revealed to me recently and 
and things that are going on, I, I think I've been thinking a lot about like relationships and partnership. Cause I've been thinking a lot about the episodes about the list and the stuff that people sent in. And, you know, we had a variety. We had, we had people that were single. We had people that were married. We had people, you know, that were in partnerships, whatever. We had everything. And I kept sitting there thinking like, yeah, I can have all these things on a list that I want. But when it comes down to it, like, am I ever going to actually have a solid like partnership with someone or am I just going to be like this for forever? And I'm just feeling mm-hmm. that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Would really you, wanting that like, feeling of rejection. Yeah. Because I, yeah. And I, you know, when I was trying to write about my, my last ex and you know how rejected she made me feel all the time. And I know that it wasn't me. I know it was her projecting her own problems at the time onto me like your mind can know that all you want but it still s- sucks like it still looks like a bitch <laughs> you know yeah. and uh and then yeah I mean my first ex even though we're best best friends like we both rejected each other because we weren't ready to handle certain things at that time and we had a lot of growing to do and like we're always growing and I'm just like okay well if that's the case, how the hell am I supposed to meet someone and be with them if we're constantly growing? Like, when am I going to meet someone that's okay with unfiguring out shit? That's the thing. Like, nobody wants to figure out shit anymore with someone. They just cut I and run. I disagree. I disagree. Really? And it's ironic that I feel so strongly against that <laughs> because I just had a pretty massive breakup. Yeah, you did. But still in shock how you're handling that, like, com- happy for you, but still like, wow, I would be. Well, I think wreck. that it's, it's pushed me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and it's pushed me to explore my connections with people, like other people in my life, friends and family and, mm-hmm. and just like be more open to the world around me. And I. It feel like the openness brings good things. Yeah. And I think I don't feel like I have the opportunity to be open because of just my situation in life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in general. Like Living with, at home is hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. Like, do not. Even, right, even though, like, not in a bad way. Like, yeah, no, but, but it's. But going to a place that has so many layered memories yeah and um just the way that my work schedule is right now even though I'm enjoying it you know I just Mm -hmm. I'm limited in what I can do and how I can get involved in different things outside of work so um that's a that's a problem that I have to figure out how to fix um hopefully that will come in time but yeah I think what you're saying right now actually goes perfectly with the practice you card I drew okay what is it who listens to you most who listens most attentively to you and to whom will you listen more attentively thank you for listening to me thank you for hearing me that gives me a headache (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean Uh... I think it's so nice Oh, uh, this is like the this is like shows the difference in our personalities right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Who do I wait, Okay, so can you read it one more time? Yeah. 
great. Who listens most attentively to you? And to whom will you listen more attentively? Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for hearing me. Okay, well, in regards to who listens attentively to me, I feel like I have that in all of my friends. Mm. I have incredible friends. Mm. Like That's huge. Yeah. And I and it's the first time and it's I mean some of them I've had since undergrad, one or two I have here since childhood, whatever, but like I felt like in the last year and a half this is like the first real like these are my people. You know, even with conflict, even with issues, we work it out, like we yeah. figure it out and I haven't really had felt that. Like I I feel and I mean people come and go, but it's this is a kind of grounding and connection with friends that I don't I think I always longed for and I never got for a long time. So I'm I feel like they're listening to me and I'm very thankful for that. I'm trying to learn how to listen to myself. Mhm. I was going to say that. Yeah, but I don't like listening to myself because then I'm sad. <laughs> what? Uh because I'm unhappy. I mean, I'm not happy with anything right now at all. <laughs> like besides my friends. The only way is through. I know. That's the problem. My therapist, shout out to therapy, which everybody should do. Um, yes, they should. Please go to therapy. I was, I was talking to her about this breakup and about mm -hmm. how I was feeling. And she said... She's like, I have a challenge for you. And I was like, great. I love challenges. Like, bring you, it on. You do. <laughs> and she's like, when a feel like when something comes up, when you feel however it is, sad, mad, angry, lonely, mm -hmm. just let yourself sit in it for a little bit. Oh, that's so funny you said that because where I read that somewhere. I don't, it was literally today too. And I can't even remember somewhere online, probably, probably on Twitter. I'm probably on Astro Twitter. <laughs> that's where I always am. Oh, I know, but I don't know why I feel like sitting. I, I don't feel like sitting and it does anything for me for some reason, but I've tried everything else. I've tried my, you know, and not to say these things yeah. help me a lot. Like yoga helps me a lot. Writing helps me a lot talking to somebody, taking my medication, but amen. amen. But uh, this week it was like, okay, I've done in order everything that normally helps and it's not helping. Honestly, yeah. I just want to break some plates to be honest. Don't do that. <laughs> Wake up my neighbors. My mom thinks I've like had a mental breakdown a la Britney Spears in 2007, you know, <laughs> you know what Britney got through it. Can I tell you what I think sitting in it does? Yes. I think it makes it easier to experience and find the joy in your life. So to that you, what, what is sitting in it exactly? Like just like sitting and having a good cry or because when I try to have a good no, cry, really it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't cry. I can't cry on cue. Um no. Which is a shame. I probably could get more free things from people. 
<laughs> I always think about that, like going up to a man at a bar and like pretending to cry and getting a drink. <laughs> Good luck with that. Making sure they don't roofie me first, though. Oh, anyway. No, safety first. Um, I think that for me, mm-hmm. um, for me sitting in it just looks like letting myself like stop moving my body for a second. And letting myself, like, literally just sit still for, like, five minutes. Ugh. Like, not, I'm not talking, like, meditate constantly or anything. I'm just saying, like, when I feel something come up, I try to just say it's important for me to listen to this right now. I can afford two minutes or three minutes for whatever I'm doing to just, like, close my eyes or not, but just... And I think that's why it, um, I was actually thinking this because when it comes to yoga, I go to yoga classes when I can partially, I mean, just cause I enjoy it, but also because there, when I do yoga on my own, I tend to like, and I want to get a good flow going and all that kind of thing, but, um, in flexibility, but I don't let myself sit in the poses. Mm-hmm. I just keep moving and I was thinking mm-hmm. that the other day like I was like why does it feel so different when I go to class as opposed to when I'm doing the same pose at home and then I was like oh you dumbass because you don't because you like just like go through it and don't let yourself feel anything and I was like oh it all mm-hmm. comes back to that it it does it, the nine of swords Ugh. It's the mind, right? It's the intellectual, like, self in your head. Mean cat. It's mean cat. And it's not like, and sitting in it, sitting in it doesn't mean like sitting on your phone or No, no, your phone absolutely does not count as sitting in it. Or you're, or reading a book or whatever. Like, it literally has to be like, just, yeah, sitting. You can like, light a candle or play some music. Hmm. I've actually been finding music has been helping me work through feelings. That's music therapy is a great thing. Yeah. I know a couple people that are trying to go into that profession and I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's, it's cool. That's cool. Why don't you, would you be willing to draw a card to finish us out? Something to reflect on as we go through our week since today's a Monday. Arrow or practice you. Whatever you feel. Okay. I'm feeling a tarot. Cool. Yeah, good good idea. And one just fell down onto the floor. Okay. So we're going to go with that one. Lit. Eight of Wands. And it's this beautiful light coming out of the horizon. Mmm. And... It's interesting to me, right, because 9-8, like, numerical order. Oh, yeah. Uh, And swords, wands, which I view as the two cards that have more masculine energy. I do, too. That's funny you said that. I don't know if that's that's a real thing or just how I I think about it. Well, that's a real thing if you think about it. Amen. See, there's the voice. Okay, Eight of Wands is a rapid force. When the Eight of Wands enters your reading, expect velocity, swift developments, and rapid conclusions. The long journey is almost over, and it is inevitable that you will reach your destination, but stay alert. 
They say that the closer you are to home, the more prone you are to accidents. With some nimble handling of the controls, you will steer this train completely quickly and efficiently into the station. Rapid movement or pace and impending conclusion to events set in motion, nimble handling of a situation, singular purpose, mobility after stagnation, explosion of potential. Mm. I think it's interesting how the first card we drew is all about stillness, right? The, yeah, the I was just like going to say that. Paralyzed, can't move. And then the second one we drew is all about movement and... I think you can't... Constant movement. I mean, it's like the, you know, if you can't sit in it, until you can sit in your feelings and feel them, you can't keep moving. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Which you're like okay, yeah, it's simple, so just do it. And then for some reason, it's so hard. No, but part of doing it is forgiving yourself, right? Part of doing it is realizing, like, giving yourself credit for how hard it is. Yeah. And giving yourself credit for the work that you do. And I think I think that's why, like, I don't, I didn't like that entry because I was just mad at myself when I read it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, I'm, I I don't have a lot of pity for past me because I feel like past me should have known better. But then I'm also like, I was a child. Can I give you a homework assignment? Yeah. For the next bi-weekly meeting? <laughs> sure. Um, I think you should practice stillness. And then at some point when you're feeling like you're, you're feeling ready go back and read the journal entry again, but read it from a place of sympathy like you're listening to a friend. Okay. I think I can try to do that. I'll report back. report back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and seriously, people that are listening, if you have ways that help you be still or view yourself from a non-judgmental place, please comment or text or messages or whatever. Share. We'd love to know. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. I found, I got so many just, like, insights from the the lists people wrote. I know. I love hearing I've from I've listened to guys. that episode a bunch of times because yeah. there's so much in those lists, and listening to other people helps me sometimes listen to myself in a kinder way. Oh, yeah. So, that, thank you again, everyone, for that. Yeah, and for real. We will be back probably you know, in two weeks <laughs> with yeah. episode eight. and Maybe th- sooner. Maybe we'll sooner. See. You never know. We're going to be together for Thanksgiving week, so maybe we'll actually, like, record something together in the same we room. Do, we could do a live. We could do a live recording. <gasps> oh, gosh. That would be something. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. But yeah, we'll think about it. Have a good week, everyone. We're signing yes. off. Ta-ta. Bye.